Hi, everybody. It's Chris from the WW Review, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael. I wanted to actually give a little shout-out and plug for us at the WW Review. You and I have been friends for a long time, and before you came on board and joined as a host, you actually were our, I think you were our first supporter on Patreon, if memory serves correctly. Yeah, I, I believe so, because as soon as I saw there was content available, extra dubs content going to be available, I was all about it. Not to mention the fact that I just wanted to support the show that I love so much and, and brought me so much joy uh, to my life every week. What we were concerned about was whether or not we could provide enough content. We've been on the air for one year, and we have 24 shows available. So if you want to hear our spinoff podcast on movies or our unvarnished, unedited comments on everything from the Disneyland brawl to interviews with members of the community, really in-depth, like a 100-question barrage of interviews, um, we are patreon.com backslash the dubs. Hello, welcome to the WW Review. I'm your host, Chris Malik, and I'm joined by Michael Black, Stacy Nyman, and Christy Bulow. How are you, Christy? Yay, good. How are you? <laughs> good. Michael, Stacy, how are you guys? Doing Fantastic. well. So the reason they're laughing at me is Christy's name is very simple, yet I can't seem to get it right. And I had to write it three different ways here phonetically, and I still made a mistake in the first time. Stay tuned. I'm sure you'll hear it as an outtake afterwards. But anyways, good to see everybody. Uh, everyone's got smiles on today. I love it. Um, let's share. Before we before we stress you out, Christy, and I got a question for you about the most stressful experience you had ever when you were driving the Kilimanjaro Safaris truck. Let's share some good things in our life. All right. Let's go around here and just talk about some good stuff. Stacy, you want to lead us off with something good? Sure. So, um, I have embarked in an exciting possible project at work. And uh, Scott and I were just kind of sitting around last night. He was browsing through Facebook and um, came across a friend who is doing a virtual run with her school. Actually, it's our cousin Emily. Her school is doing a, a virtual 5K. And he kind of was thinking and he looked at me and goes, why doesn't your museum do a virtual 5K as a fundraiser? And I just had this huge light bulb moment because Chicago is such a big city for running. Mm -hmm. And Andersonville, where my museum is, is like the best chamber of commerce and the best support for the neighborhood ever in all of Chicago. It's just such a great community. I was thinking if we were able to do a virtual 5K at the museum, I think we could get a lot of support for our museum, not only here in Chicago, but nationwide. Um, and I started thinking, what goes well with the Swedish American Museum? Well, Vikings goes really well with the Swedish American Museum. So I've been kind of playing around with doing a little bit of a of Viking 5K for the museum. So I've just, I'm in the beginning processes. If any of our listeners have ever run or not run but have ever hosted a virtual 5k or any other race please send me a message because i need to get lots of information but um directors seemed really excited about it so i, I started researching middle medals today and um looking up some options for names and things like that so also if you have any cool names for a virtual viking 5k nice stacy i've got a good idea right now yeah. and christy i want to i want to see our little post who's our who's joining us right now maxi you want to come say hi i'm on a video come say hi come here oh yeah come here. Like, um, no <laughs> oh you woke up there we hi. go hi hello <laughs> stacy how, how about the mo- is is also disney themed it's what are you wearing? Yeah, here, like, here. It's got um. Lu- I'm from Louisiana, so it's got Louisiana, but it's like the Epcot ball. Oh, oh, amazing! Nice. <laughs> Stacy, how about the Mjolnir muddle? You have to understand what that's from. That's that. That's Thor's hammer. 
Aha. Okay, I lost it. All right. I didn't deliver it with enough emphasis, so I completely lost it. Michael, right? It was good in theory, though. It it was, but I wouldn't even try to pronounce that. You're thinking outside of the box. I was thinking things like Viking Run. Viking Run 5K. Run like a Viking 5K. Those are my ideas. So I like thinking outside the box a little bit. So. So we'll see what happens with it. It might happen. It might not happen. Um, the Swedish fish scramble. Process. No, that's <laughs> actually I, I. And then we were thinking. I was thinking what about like a dala horse run or I don't know. I think Vikings is kind of um, the Wingenberry leg race. <laughs> I don't know how much hits that's going to get, but maybe I can keep going. All right. Anyways, maybe. Christy, share something good with us, would you? Let, let us know what's going on in your life. Um, well, it's not like a huge thing, um, but I typically kill all plants that I touch. And um, I planted a garden about a month ago, and it seems to keep growing, even though I just water it and talk to it. And um, so I haven't killed any of my plants yet, which Victory. is nice. Cool. And also I read somebody posted something on Instagram that said, like, a good self-care um hack is to name one of your plants after yourself so that when you talk to it you're also talking to yourself so. <laughs> wow <laughs> i love it hopefully that one doesn't die though that would be awkward that let's let's hope <laughs> I, that would be very awkward kind of stressful <laughs> you, you know christy that is cool though when you get to plant the house the first day it's like yeah this is beautiful i can maintain this and after like three weeks you see the leaves start turning brown you're like i don't That's know what to do <laughs> so I get it. Michael, share. What's good? Um, Wow. I'm really hard pressed. I'm going to admit it's been kind of a rough couple weeks. Um, uh, I I did lose my grandfather. I don't want to be a downer, but that happened. Um, But I will tell you that even though the dominoes just keep falling, it seems like um, I'm just blessed to have the people in my life that I have in my life. Um, I'm blessed with the fact that no matter what gets me down, I can either text Chris or I could text Stacy or I could post in the group and, and get involved in some sort of a, I don't know, a conversation that kind of lifts my spirits. So I don't mean to be down, but the good thing in my life is that when things are down, at least I know I have people there to pick me up. So that's kind of the good thing in my life right now, because it's not always going to be unicorns and rainbows, you know? So. For sure. Uh, I, we, we all can say the same thing. Absolutely. It's, it's nice to have that reach. And, you know, I've reached out to you just this last week, a few times myself. So um, I got something cool and actually you kind of have the background. So, you know, we watch family movie night now, pretty much every night during this whole thing. And we like to watch series of things. So as a family, we started off and I was like, this is not going to work. Let's watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. And my youngest is eight years old, but she likes adventure movies. Well, all she needed to see was one female actress in the movie that plays a somewhat like lead role to catch her interest. So she mm-hmm. loved Marion. So we've watched now Raiders of the Lost Ark. She loved Temple of Doom. She loved Last Crusade. And she watched The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So she watched the entire series and she loved all the Indiana Jones movies. So to have an eight-year-old sit through that, I there was no coaxing. She was ready to go the very next day. Are we going to watch Temple of Doom? And it was like, that's a parent win right there, you know, especially for Indiana Jones. And I'm going to tell you guys, they held up like amazing because they're period movies, you know, they're supposed to yeah, be in yeah. the 30s. So like if that movie came out right now in the theater, like remastered, you'd be like, that was an excellent movie. So it was just really cool to be able to like, like rewatch Indiana Jones through her eyes for the first time. And I just, I, we, we, we had an awesome time doing it. So all good things there. That's good. Anyways, Michael, you didn't join us last time. It was Stacy, Christy and myself. And we talked about her experience and she used to drive the big truck for Kilimanjaro safaris. And she had some great stories. I remember listening. And she had some really good stories off the air, which we couldn't air. So, so we, we save those, but Christy, we're going to stress you out today with our show. You're here to judge some of the stressful experiences we thought of, but can you think of, think of a stressful experience you might've had when you were driving that truck? What can you share with us? Um, Oh gosh. I think the most stressful time at my, 
let me let me get my three-year-old out of here <laughs> he's got the he's obsessed with ghostbusters so he has the ghostbuster car going awesome people if you could see poor chrissy right now she's yeah. she has the mom eyes going and the finger point going right now my stomach hurts <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad we do video on these now she fits in so oh her well. eyes are being expressive too she fits in well with us right now. Anyways, <laughs> one of the coolest stories, Christy did the college program and she was down there. And, you know, when you hear a cast member, you're like, oh, what'd you do? Well, I worked in the hotel. I worked in, in, in food. I worked in. But like when you hear someone saying, oh, I used to drive the truck. You're like, whoa, like that's crazy responsibility because that's like a, a 24 foot GMC flatbread. And I mean, it's. It's huge. You know, I was like, I think it's 45 feet, 45 feet. Oh, my God. It was they they when I I can't remember exactly, but they they um, they they extended a ninth row. It used to be rows. First of all, these were built. uh, What I was told whether or not this is 100 percent true. I don't know. But what I was told by my trainer and coordinator was the trucks were built to last, I think, 10 years at the max and how long has the park been open they just celebrated was it 1998 was yeah. it 25 years or 25 20 year. years yeah 20, no, no, 20, no it would have been 20, 20 it would have been 20 yeah 20 so they were made to last 10 years and so they're on like double the time but um so they're just they're very well maintained i guess but um they they had eight rows and they added a ninth row so that they could um you know get more people on in an hour um to you know make the queues go faster and such uh, but there used to be eight and then they added the ninth row so that extended like i think like four or five more feet or something um but yeah those things i the most stressful time was probably that very first time i had to drive by myself with the um one of the managers on board um so you know you don't really enter you you interact with the managers but not on like every second (laughs) um and they don't ride your trucks all the time they can pop on and ride them anytime but uh so that was very stressful because i was like i'm gonna kill a chick i'm gonna kill they don't have them anymore but they had guinea fowls which are the size of chickens and i was like i'm gonna kill this chicken because i can't how can you see that like you're so far up you can't see those things and our trainer was like don't hit them because you can't see them and i was like this is so stressful (laughs) why would you say that to me And, um, but the ostriches were another like super stressful situation because they like really got in your face. And so if you saw an ostrich coming, I would just always like start sweating. If I saw ostrich in the path, I'd be like, oh no. Cause they like, they will come and peck at the sides. Um, and my greatest fear was to just get pecked to death by the ostrich slowly on the safari truck. Cause we couldn't like, we weren't allowed to like move or anything. Like, what am I going to do? So. (laughs) Holy cow. and the manager's got like judgy eyes at you the whole time. You, I could just imagine you were like, "Oh my gosh!" They're really, you know, they're Disney managers, so they're like really good with providing feedback. And um, but it's still like stressful to have wow. them be on the truck. <laughs> wow. um, but yeah, that was one of the more stressful situations for sure. And when I, I hit a curb and popped a tire. And I was like, did I hit that? Should I keep going? What do I do? Do I call? Do I say something? I didn't know. So I kept going. And then at the end, like told somebody at the dock, can you get a manager? I think I hit something. And they were like, all right, don't do that again. And I was like, okay. It wasn't an ostrich. Was it? <laughs> it was a curb. Um, it was one of the um, concrete like curbs by the um, right before. So right after you exit the Savannah and you turn around and there's the mandrels. And so the, it used to be a very sharp ter- corner. And um, if you didn't cut your wheels a certain way, you would snap the corner of the turn. And so I definitely didn't cut them far enough over. And um, I just like, like, it was like, everybody was like, whoa, in the truck. And I was like, that was not a bump that should have been there. Sorry. But I didn't say that. I was just like, whoa, keep going. That reminds me of this time I had this crazy driver on the safari. She like hit this curb. 
The whole tire <laughs> blew out. It was craziness. Could have been me. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, I, I can identify with the, the leaders like making you nervous because I worked in food service. So it was different, but I got so nervous whenever they would be around, like especially the chef. Because they were like always watching your portion size. Like, and if you didn't get that spoon just right or get the right portion size or you gave too much, you would get called to the back and they'd be like, uh, you are giving a little bit too much. And I'm like, it was a French surprised. manager. It was a French one manager. Of, one of them was. I okay. was at French Quarter. Um, one of our head chefs <laughs> did have an accent and he was just like, it's too much. Okay. So I was like, dang. I was just of pressure at Disney for you guys. Oh, I'm nervous I'm now. You, oh my gosh. These people are paying 10 bucks for eggs and some bacon. I'm going to give them some eggs, but wow. no. Wow. You, you need to get the portion right. So. Wow. Man. <laughs> Too much stress already. Now, let's increase your stress a little bit if you don't mind, Christy. Okay. Did you listen to our last show? Are you aware of what we're going to ask you to do right now? I'm aware. I was stressed out listening. Okay. Most of those things are very real. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, well, so you're a parent. You're also a travel agent. So I'm sure you've heard these stories not only you, you know from your own real life, but probably from clients about losing things and whatnot. So we try to pose these scenarios to each other that would stress each other out, but are also realistic. And we also want to have good taste. We're going to go crazy with our ideas. So the idea is we each have seven stressful situations and we're going to battle them out to see as a parent as uh, a wife as a disney fan as a travel agent which one would cause you the most stress not only for that day but for the rest of the vacation so are you up for the challenge for that i'm i'm here i'm here you're, for the challenge <laughs> you're, you're there and we're also going to shoot out a plug here so your travel agency is carry me away vacations correct that's right yeah okay and your Instagram and your Facebook address is the same thing, right? Yeah. Okay. And that is Bulow Points? Well, most people, it's hard to pronounce my last name, I guess. So one of my friends thought that my last name was Bullet. Um, and so when I was creating like a blog and my Instagram, she was like, I have the best name for your blog and for everything. You can call it Bullet Points. And I was like, that's not how you say my last name, but we're just going to go with it because everybody says that anyway. So, okay, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll need advanced forgiveness and for all the times I'm going to butcher it. So anyways, <laughs> Stacy, do you want to go first and pose your uh, stressful situation, then Michael, then me, and then we'll go reverse? Does that work for you? Sure. Yeah, right. that works. You're up. Okay. I'm not going to go with my heavy, heavy hitter first, you guys. <laughs> All right. My first situation is, okay, now I have to get into the zone of Chris storytelling. <laughs> All right. So you are... At the end of your day at Magic Kingdom, you rope dropped. You meant to go back for a nap midday. My cat is like having a fit next to me right now. I'm so distracted by him. Um, you meant to go back midday, but you weren't able to because you were stuck in a, an attraction like Magic or something amazing like that. You decided that you were just going to just kind of keep, keep trucking through. All of a sudden, it's 8 o'clock. You aren't going to leave now. Fireworks are happening in an hour. So you keep on going. You keep on going. Child falls asleep in the stroller at 845, right toward the end of the fireworks. I don't really know if these are accurate times or not, but we're just going to go with it. So it's 845. Your child just fell asleep. You're hitting the grand finale of the fireworks. Masses start to head back out of the park. Um, you need to get onto the buses. So you get to the buses, hoping your child is having enough time to sleep during that. And you get there and a bus is just pulling up. You And you're like, you're going to get on this bus. There's no chance that you're not going to get on this bus. So you have to take your child out of the stroller, take everything out of the undercarriage of the stroller. You're, you and your partner are getting all aggravated with one another because one of them is one of you is not carrying enough stuff. You get your kid on the stroller and there's no seats. 
You have to hold your sleeping child who is dead weight in your arms after an entire day at the park with no rest time back at the hotel all the way back to whatever hotel you're staying at. And it, it happens to be the one that's farthest from Magic Kingdom. Whatever one that is, that's the one that you're staying at. And the last um, stop. That's my <laughs> Yeah, the yes. last stop. Okay. Not only it's the last stop, but they missed that stop, so they have to go all the way back around. Nice. And then, and then they get there, but you're still standing somehow. We don't know how that happened, but okay. whatever. There's a lot of stress in that one statement right there, Christy. So, I'm so ready. Child, packed bus. The kid is carrying some pounds. We're gonna go with that. Gotcha, Michael. <laughs> let's compete. Stress, stress her out. Okay. Um, I just want to start off by saying that if there ever is any doubt, just remember up there that the sky writing above me, if you're watching this on YouTube, there's a little message there. Anyway, but um, also, since you did listen to the episode, you know, many of mine are local issues. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to start off with my first one, which could happen to anybody. And it happened to us when we were on vacation. So picture it, Magic Kingdom, 2013. Okay. First of all, we were at Grand Floridian, uh, me and Christina, and it was Jordan at the time. So it couldn't have been 13. It had been prior to that. I just totally screwed up the story. But it was just the three of us, and we were with Christina's parents. And we were eating at uh, the Grand Floridian at um, 1900 Park Fair for dinner. And the weather forecast was a little iffy. We didn't quite know what was going to happen. But by the time dinner was over, it was like monsoon season. And this wasn't one of those Florida things to where we could just sit and wait it out. This thing that was over top of, of Orlando and Lake Buena Vista there was huge. So we had looked on the radar and there was no way. We had to get back to our resort. Um, I don't know why. But we ended up going on the monorail because we thought that was the best option for some reason. I don't know why, but we got on the monorail and we went to Magic Kingdom, okay, to catch a bus because we assumed the overhang would keep us protected. First of all, we didn't factor in from the monorail to the bus. That's quite a distance when you're being poured on. And yes, then... Yeah. And when we finally did get to the bus stop, the line was so long that the line went out right uh, at the edge where it was all coming off. So not only were we getting rain, we were getting the overhang, like, you know, dumpage. That's way worse. Off. That's like oh, buckets. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I will say that we made the best of it. It ended up being hilarious because you can only get so wet. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, it's like you can get more wet than you already are. So we were just drenched. Our shoes didn't dry until we were done with vacation. It was that bad. But that's the situation that I'm painting for you. It's weather. Weather is unpredictable in Florida. You don't know how to counter it. Let's say you have a poncho that's sticky, nasty, and it only even rains for like 15 minutes. You still have to figure out what to do with that thing. So weather, that's my stressful situation, number one. Okay. I'm stressed out by Stacy and Michael already. I don't even know if I can give my answer to you right now, Christy. <laughs> All right, here we go. So you and your husband and your little guy are on your way down. Your husband gets sick the first day down there. And you think it's a belly issue. But... He can't keep anything down. On day two of this vacation, he says, I better go to the immediate care center. You end up at the immediate care center and you realize he's not sick where he's going to require some kind of hospitalization, but he's sick enough that he's just not going to be able to go and attend this vacation like you think. He's in the hotel room and he's in there for the rest of the vacation. He's probably a little dehydrated at this point. So then you have an option. Do you want to go and share this vacation with him and try and make him feel better? Do you want to go to the parks? Do you want to bring the kids? But this would be a vacation where clearly one family member needs to go to the immediate care or go to get some kind of medical attention and misses the entirety of the vacation in the hotel room. So that's my stressful situation for you. 
You've got Stacy with heavy kid on the bus. Michael, dead weight, (laughs) heavy rain, or Chris with immediate care. You must pick. What's more stressful? Um, they're all very stressful, and um, I think I go. I think I would go for long term stress, which is like being sick on a vacation, um, having like an entire week ruined, or many days or half of your vacation ruined when something that like you planned and looked forward to for a while, and also it's expensive and like all of those things kind of, and like and, and that's actually happened to us before. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, where we all ended up with like stomach flus uh, over the course of the entire week, passing it off to each other. Um, and so that was a very stressful vacation and we didn't leave feeling like excited. And so definitely being sick, um, that sick where you can't even like leave your hotel room is number one for me, for sure. Gotcha. So when I saw a picture, Scott Nyman and Stacy ran the marathon weekend and Scott got really sick. And Stacy was a very considerate wife by getting him on video, of course, when he was really sick. And I realized watching Scott, I was like, oh, my God, I can't imagine how stressful that must be right now in the hotel room. Stacy was actually crying. I'm not, I'm not poking fun. And like it was like I felt stressful in Illinois just watching that develop. I was like, this is oh, my gosh, it's almost terrible for them. But yeah, I couldn't imagine much worse than that. So, but then right. he went and ran the marathon. So he, he completed a freaking marathon. Then at that point, amazing. So. I listened to that episode too, and that's that's crazy to me that he did that. I don't. I think that would also be up there with stressful things is being sick or worried about being sick when you have a race to run like that at Disney that you've trained for and like I. Yeah, I was stressed out and I I did one marathon at Disney <laughs> and I was so stressed out the night before. I was like, if something happens, am I going to get enough sleep? What if I'm sick? What if I don't? Yeah. Like, that was also a very stressful night, too. <laughs> so, yeah, that's amazing that I can't I don't understand how he finished. It's amazing. All right. <laughs> Michael, Michael you're first, then me, then Stace, and then I'll go, and then Stacy, then you. Okay. Oh boy, that was the only one I thought had a chance. Um, I'll just give mine real quick here and we'll move <laughs> on to the two people. I said I should have judged this thing. Um, okay, I will go with this is a, another local thing, but this is huge for us, and that is traffic. It's a really big deal when. When we have, um, we get to a certain point in the night, and if you don't leave by a certain point, you know you're going to be waiting in traffic. I've tried to do the going different ways and different directions, but everybody else does that too because local people know how to try to get around I 4, and so then they clog up the back mm. ways. So, just the traffic getting home from Walt Disney World, um, it, it wasn't always like that. When we first moved down here, we could go to the parks and we could after work, like leave at about four o'clock from our house, go to the parks, hang out at Epcot for a couple hours, and then we could go home and everything was peachy. Um, anymore, it takes us, if we don't time it right, it could take us an hour to get home um, certain times based on I-4 traffic, which is ridiculous because it only takes like 12 minutes to get there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the backup at our exit, the backup at 429, it's awful. So that's my my thing, traffic. Michael, vacation patients, meet I4. That that makes everybody tense when you when you leave Walt Disney World, you know? So. It does, but I think most people are smart and stay on property and then they never have to see I4, except for when the magical express takes them in and takes them out. It's true. So. Mm-hmm. Christy, let me ask you a question. Your little one, what's what's his favorite attraction? Uh, oh gosh, I don't know. Um, he probably liked Small World or anything with like the like boat water rides, maybe Pirates. Um, does but, does, does yeah. he have a least favorite attraction right now? Does he have one that he absolutely hates? Um, I don't think so. He hasn't. The last time we went was last October, so he was still he just turned three in the middle of the trip. Gotcha. So he was still a little bit small to really like he's he is not big into rides at all much, to be okay. honest. 
Okay. No, I, I am, but he isn't. But um, I think he, he probably doesn't like anything that goes very fast or high up. So Dumbo might scare him a little bit still. Okay. <laughs> well, then you're yet to feel the pain of this one. But I can assure you, this this is one of the most stressful things that a parent can ever have on vacation. It's when you have an attraction you love. And you want the entire family to share in the attraction. And you have a little one that's eight years old, that you're absolutely trying to convince to go on an attraction that you know in your heart she just isn't going to make it on. But you're trying so hard, you want the whole family to ride the Matterhorn or Space Mountain. And when she's actually seated in Space Mountain, she has those panic screams and tears where they actually have to hit the button and the train gets diverted into the off-ramp, and you know you've ruined it for the other people in Space Mountain for that moment in time. But you know you're trying to deliver this great experience, but she's just not having any of it. So my stressful experience is to try and convince your child to go on an attraction. Is that eight years old or 42? <laughs> That's for, for Uncle Michael there? Yeah, no, I wouldn't try with you. I wouldn't want to ruin the vacation. So. <laughs> I was the child who ruined all the attractions for everyone. Um, and one time my sister just like yelled at me and she was like, "You can." I think I was maybe 10. I was like old enough to wait somewhere by myself, but like maybe not old enough to really wait somewhere by myself okay. and so maybe nine or ten and she was like i'm riding uh, splash mountain and i don't care if you go on it you can sit here and i might show back up for you like she was so she was <laughs> oh, not no. having it so okay yeah <laughs> stacy you're up kiddo all right so mine is you had um a very busy morning. You had some pastries and coffee for breakfast. You went and grabbed some fast food for lunch. You're just kind of running all over the place, getting your fast passes in. And you are in line, standby at, let's say, Flight of Passage. You're in there. You've got about an hour ahead of you. Lots of people. Do you still hear me? We do. Yes. Okay, good, because the, the screen's went black for a second. And all of a sudden, you feel rumbly in your tumbly. And um, you know you're going to have to exit the line to go to the bathroom because something's just not quite right. So now you have the stress of, is this really something that I need to leave the line for? Am I, am I missing these signs? If I leave, how can I get out? How many people do I have to make move? If I do get out, find a bathroom, are they going to let me back in so I can meet my, so I can get back with my party? Yeah, the gastrointestinal issues that sometimes occur when you're eating food that's a little bit strange um, and you're in the middle of a crowded line. That's my stressful situation. Okay, we have traffic. We have coaxing a child onto an attraction. And we have the, oh heavens, I need to get to the bathroom. So which one provides more stress? Um, honestly, I, if I combine traffic with, like, if I think of traffic as also like the bus wait times, and I did live in Orlando for a while, and I have family in Clearwater, so driving to the parks and things, that's definitely something that, like, I'm not always on property, and I can relate to how long it takes to get everywhere, and, like, Orlando is, like big but not big and like things shouldn't take as long and yeah you sit on i4 and it's it's treacherous if i combine that with like a bus wait time in my head i because i like watching those bus wait times go up and up and you're just sitting there yeah. and the whole time i'm thinking i am wasting time on my vacation i could be doing something fun and i'm sitting here in this boring situation where i'm not having a magical time mm. and like that like that my personality is like just super stressed out in those situations. Um, even like now, if I'm in traffic, like I'm even if I don't have anywhere to be, all and, and it's just it's still I can't stand traffic. I hate it. So traffic, <laughs> traffic, it Ryan. is. Michael, Look at that, Michael, I got Very one. Very good. I all thought right. for I will sure. Now. Thank you, thank you, everybody. I, I have to admit though, Stacy, even no matter how I spoke with that one. When your belly goes south on vacation, 
Oof. Oh man, there is nothing like that feeling. It's like, you know, I just, I, that's it. So. Yeah, I agree. All right. <laughs> yeah, that, that is also a very, very stressful, very stressful thing to well, happen. I was just thinking, they're going to get out of your way. Stacy, there are ways. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> they will get out of your way. With that right panic look on your face, Stacy, people are are definitely moving out. That's for sure. Yes. I would just go right to a cast member and be like, "Bring me to the bathroom now." And yes. you know, and they'll if you tell a cast member that you need first aid and you need help, they're going to get it for you as quick yes. as possible. So that is like, a, that's smart. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. All right, I'm sure you've experienced this. You waited in line for 20 minutes and you got that popcorn bucket or you got the ice cream and you hand, look at that look on your face. I know the look of a mom who's wasted the money like every parent has. They want to hold the ice cream. Why do you want to hold the ice cream? Because I need the ice cream. Okay, here's the ice cream. Don't drop. Oh, I can't believe recovering. I can't believe you just dropped the ice cream. I just waited in line for 20 minutes. So my stressful experience is the waiting in line and the money wasting and the seemingly carefree attitude after they drop the ice cream or the popcorn. So that's mine. Stace. All right. So you are in the middle of carousel of progress. You are holding again, your sleepy child. You get inside and you sit down in the theater and it's a crowded day. The theater, the theater is mostly full and the lights go out and the seats start moving and it scares your little child who is sitting on your lap and that child starts whimpering. You're trying to go through your bag, trying to find a lollipop or something to appease this child to calm them down. It's just, it's not working. The child's getting worked up and worked up. The cries get louder. All of a sudden they're screaming and having a temper tantrum in the middle of a show and there's really nothing that you can do about it at that moment. You just kind of have to wait it out and hope it ends. That's my stressful situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Every parent raises their hand and said, yep, been there, been there. Michael, you are up. All right. This one, um, I'm going to put people. I'm going to play the people card. Um, just the behavior of other people um i don't even i don't even think i have to elaborate i'm just gonna say we've all had situations <laughs> we, have Michael is this one, Michael. we need a well, whole I'm, show on this one michael okay. i'm just gonna say this is a cheating one people. just people. just people everything right. annoying that everybody does and stressful that's what michael's picking yes right bring now. all that back up any anytime someone's pushed in front of you for a parade, any time that yes. <laughs> All right, we have people, we have meltdown, and we have spilled popcorn. I there first of all, if Carousel of Progress is full, and I'm at Disney when Carousel of Progress <laughs> is, is full, I did it to myself. This is true. It's so true. I, I'm waiting in a 20-minute yeah. line. People are annoying me. I'm hot, because it's definitely in the summer or at Christmas. <laughs> and I did that to myself. I am to blame. Um, That's, gosh, I just... I, like an like an escalated child when you can't de-escalate them and people are staring at you and you know they're just all like judging you and and you're stuck and you can't get out of that of this of the rotating theater and you know i don't even know if you can get out of there at a certain point i don't know she's <laughs> like, getting really stressed out right now like you can see her like start to be like oh my gosh and you can't get out and uh, yeah, I can dig through my purse. Do I ever have anything useful in there to like appease anyone? No. Like even even if I'm at the park, did I bring anything I actually needed? No, I did not. Can I give them food in there? No, you can't eat or drink in there. And, and you can't use your phone. So they're just wailing and everyone hates you because you're there during Christmas, obviously, if it's crowded at Cares Law of there Progress. The right? joy is out the window at that point. There's no progress here, people, at this point, right? There's, there's no progress. There's no progress. And right. I'm upset because that's my favorite thing. Yes. Probably, like, maybe my – it's definitely my top, like, four favorite attractions. 
Great. of all yeah, of that's Disney. Like, that's part of the whole thing is sometimes I just get annoyed with my kids when they start acting up because they're ruining my time. I want to enjoy myself. It's like, stop being so selfish, kids. I I'm mean, that I'm so, that's why I go to Disney without <laughs> any any children now because I want to <laughs> nice. be selfish. Nice. I just, I mean, sometimes, not all the time. But, but yeah, you just, it's, it's just a lot, but people definitely get on my nerves. Like day three, I'm over everybody at Disney. These warm, fuzzy (laughs) parental tips are brought to you by. (laughs) I had, when we were there and I don't know what happened, but when we were there, Max turned three and he was like the cutest, nicest two-year-old. And then literally the day he turned three, he turned into like a <laughs> switch of a terror and wouldn't like nothing could please him. Like it was awful. And he threw a fit like that in the food court at oh, no. Pop Century. Oh, no. And I had eyes on him the whole time. And but I needed him to like because he wasn't he wouldn't stay with us. I needed him to get a little scared to realize that he has to stay with us. Mm. And I had eyes on him. I could see exactly where he was. I never like and this lady because he was just like not listening and running away. And this lady picked him up. And I was like, why are you touching my child? Oh, that's people. Oh, people. And and I was like, and I and I could see him, you know. So at that point, I obviously walk over there because, like, don't touch mm. my kid. And she was like, "Why did you leave him?" Like, just like kind. Of, and I'm like, "Don't t- like, don't touch him." I'm trying to teach him something. He, I saw exactly where he was. I was watching him the whole time. But like, yes, mm. maybe I'm a terrible parent for doing that. But like, if he doesn't realize that he can't run off. How am I gonna make sure to keep him safe, <laughs> Christy? That would almost backfire on you because the stress that your that, that your son had, and then the stress you had to interact with the parent, it was like that situation like across the streams. I'm sure. Yeah. Of stress. It, oh my yeah. gosh. It escalated quickly there. I can't <laughs> so, Stacy, you are up. All right. So mine is simple, short, and sweet. You um. We're walking to your dining reservation and downpour happened, but you're late for it. So you have like two minutes to get there. You got to get there. And you enter into the nice, cold, air-conditioned restaurant, soaking wet and have to sit through a meal inside table service, cold and wet, um, and not enjoying the meal that you waited 180 days to eat. Mm. Rough. Michael. Um, I'm going to go with another crowds one because it's all about people with me. Um, you're at Magic Kingdom and you are watching Happily Ever After. You had your nice spot right there at the hub. Beautiful view. And uh, for some reason, you decide you need to get out right then. You need to leave right after it's over. I don't know why you would. I, I I wouldn't. But still, it stresses me out just the thought of it. Sometimes it'll ruin Happily Ever After for a bit because I've got such anxiety about how I'm getting back to my car mm-hmm. um, or back to the bus or back to your resort or, or wherever. But just that trip down Main Street in that sea of humanity, and then you get out of the gate finally, and you either are looking at a ferry boat line that's heaving out of the corral or you've got switchbacks to a monorail on the right hand side um that whole situation there just gives me anxiety stresses me out long before i mean i could probably go in at rope drop and still be stressed about how i'm getting back to my car later that night so it's something i've had to work on but that's mine for this round crowds basically exiting the park gotcha we are the same person michael yeah, it's all about crowd. Oh, oh! The yeah. second I enter the park, I'm like, "How? What time do I need to leave? How can I mm-hmm. avoid crowds? Where, what am I going to take? Can I call an Uber? How much is the minivan? Like, this is, I have no chill. What is okay. the exit strategy? Absolutely. Okay, so I see this weighs heavy on your mind. <laughs> so let me just ratchet up the game here and convince you otherwise. You're on the ferry boat. You got the picture. Oh, he's going there. You dropped your phone. You mm. just dropped 
your phone. It's day one on vacation. You have no texts. You have no phone communication. You have no camera. You have no pictures to remember the trip by. Oh, wait, you can go run and go get a pay-as-you-go phone from Walmart if you want to go and spend time getting that. But you've lost your new iPhone. Just the feeling that I have of holding that phone near the edge, it just, it makes my arms, like, tickle like crazy. I can't. Like like you're standing on a ledge. Correct. He doesn't need any help here, Stacy. Sorry. I'm just into it. I have to go with losing your phone because, I mean, what are the, but, but do the, Am I with someone else? Do they have a phone? Um, can I well, use their phone? Vacation by yourself? Apparently not. I go. I go by myself. There you go. Uh, frequently. Who can call so, you now? Who could get a hold of you? No one. Which is that a bad thing or a good thing? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Do I need any more of the same Selfie. exact pictures that I already have? Very true. But that would stress me out because I, I think just like financially, I'd be like, well, now I have to replace a thousand dollars here, gotcha. and will Disney help me? Or they can? They're no, they're gonna be yeah. like, here's fifty dollars to get a new T-shirt. Sorry, you lost your phone. <laughs> and it's snorkel. Good luck. <laughs> Go ahead. So. Yeah. All right, Michael, is this you, buddy? Are you up here? I don't know. That yes, was my it. other one. Thanks, I Chris. Is, I think this is you, buddy. All right. Um, I'll go with the cell phone related issue, but this really only bothers me, um, I think. But I get a lot of video at the parks and I want to be able to get video all the time. And it's a part of my enjoyment of the parks. I don't ride rides. I don't do a lot. I like to capture video. I like to capture memories. And it's what I do. Um, When you do that, the battery drains quickly. And it's a very stressful situation for me to see that battery going down and down. And it's one of those things where you try really hard to ration it. And you're like, ah, but then constantly you're like, oh, I got to get video of this. I've got to get a picture of this. I've got to check this wait time. I've got to get this reservation. So it's out, you know, constantly. So by the end of the night, the cell phone battery dies. We're talking probably 6 30, 7 o'clock. You have no communication with your spouse if you've had to split up or anybody in your party. It's just no phone. So that's mine for this round. No phone. The battery dies. Christy, that is stressful. It's 1997. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what's more stressful? If you walked off the airplane and you forgot the phone. And the wallet and the passport and the kids entertainment and the iPad all on the plane as a carry on. And you got to your hotel without realizing it. The sheer terror that would engulf your body at the moment you realize you have nothing. And by the look on your face, I'm thinking this might have happened to you as you leave your carry on on the airplane. You become that person. So you <clears throat> Hey Pierre, did we ever leave our carry-on um on the airplane with all of our electronics and important things in it and not realize it until we got to the hotel? Very stressful. Very <laughs> stressful indeed. Stacy, you are up. All right. So I'm going with you haven't forgotten your carry-on on the airplane. You forgot your kids somewhere. So you are in a crowded area at the park. Everybody's trying to manage to get from one area to another. And you get distracted by something happening off to the side. Maybe it's Kevin the bird or or something happening. And you turn (laughs) and the child is nowhere to be found. Now, in your your brain, you're thinking, okay, we're in Disney. There's cast members everywhere. everywhere. We're going to figure this out. Oh, no, I forgot to take a photo of what 
he was wearing this morning. I forgot. I don't even remember what he was wearing this morning. Is he scared? Is is he is he okay? What's happening? That those heart pounding moments of Did not some lady pick him up. Child. We already exactly. know Christy lets the kid go. <laughs> we already know. Yes. Yes. Some no problem. Pick him up. But um yeah, so that that's yeah. Okay. Good luck with this one, Christy. <laughs> Don't just say anything else there. <laughs> I I, I have mug on wood somewhere. I haven't actually lost Max yet, but just like from being at like a target or something and not knowing and like him just being faster than me and going in an aisle that I don't know where he's at, mm-hmm. the like two seconds of panic that I've definitely lost a year or two of my life from that moment was so stressful that I can't imagine that has to be like this massive amount of stress for me. But I have had my phone die. I've had all the, I've had the other things happen to me. I've had my oh, phone die. Oh, don't even worry about mine. Yeah, that's every yeah. time. I, every time. And I don't, because I'm not like a heavy phone user during the day. My battery doesn't die. But when I'm at Disney, I forget that like I need a backup or I need to charge it more. And I've had my phone and not been around my group, not knowing where to meet them or when they're going to show up and like sitting around for an hour and a half, hoping they come back to the car at some point, but don't know, like I've had that. And I, we also left our carry on. My husband left it on the, um, on the breezeway. Is that what they call it? Like from the plane to the um, airport, he'd left it there our carry-on one trip and we got to the hotel and Magical Express delivered our bags and the carry-on wasn't like we were missing a bag and it had all of our electronics it had like because it was our carry-on so it had all of the super expensive things in it and um that happened we recovered it actually it was a miracle and my husband cried when we got our bag like actual tears and like hugged the attendant who helped yeah and it was like three hours, four hours of our evening done because we had to ta- we had to like drive back to the airport and then walk throughout the airport with an infant at the time. And yeah, that that might have won, DC, <laughs> if it just didn't meet the heaviest hitter of all, losing your kid. How could she not say yes to losing your? Well, kid? Well, when you played the carry on card, I knew I had to play the kid card. So that's like the greatest moment of weakness when you walk off the plane. You like are literally like checking every compartment to make sure because it's like it's your day now. You got to come back and you got to walk take the walk of shame at the airport. Like, did I left my luggage? Can anyone find my luggage? You know so. And oh. we went to like every there's multiple lost and founds for and then there's the air the airlines lost and founds. Like we got to know everybody in the airport because one person would be like, go check that person, another go check over there. And so we were walking back and forth and it was like after an hour and a half of trying to figure it out, I was like, let's just we're just I guess we're gonna buy a new iPad when we get back and new <laughs> this and we'll have to get new chargers, oh. but Everybody's okay and healthy, so it's not bad. But then we ended up finding like one more. We we're like, let's look at this one place and see. And it was there, and they walked out with it, and it was like the most magical thing magical. ever. Oh, there's our bag. Okay, we got two rounds left. Um, do you like popcorn, Christy? Do you like Magic Kingdom popcorn? It's my favorite snack. It's your favorite snack. So what? <laughs> what if you're eating popcorn? Hi, Britta. What if you're eating popcorn and all of a sudden you bite one of the kernels and you split your tooth in half on vacation? You literally fracture the tooth. As you open up your mouth, you have tooth in your hand and you've got six days left on vacation all because of this popcorn. Where do you I go? have my teeth in my hand all the time. Michael, I don't know I'm not the talking about is. you. Where, okay. where do you go? All right. Is there an emergency dental? I don't even know how to start attacking this problem. You're on vacation. You know what's going to cost you a day or two. Mm. So you got a broken tooth. Stacy. All right. Mine is another type of malfunction, but it's not with your body. It's with some sort of (laughs) item of clothing. Um, Broken shoe, broken pants button, broken something that's just super annoying and could probably get through it and get it fixed you're gonna spend money on it but it just kind of puts a damper on your day michael all right 
It's my last ditch effort here, Christy. Okay. My last <laughs> one is me. It's myself. It's a breakdown. It's a losing my mind situation. It's a snapping at a cast member who's only trying to do their job, as I know, because I was one, but snapping because this guy won't let me go a certain way because he's crowd control. And I'm like, but I could easily go that way because that's where my family is. But he's just doing his job. And Michael has to be a jerk and like run his mouth. That Michael. I'm telling you, I am my own worst enemy sometimes. And when, I, when my anxiety gets going and I'm in a, a situation where it's like a fight or flight situation, I become the biggest idiot that there ever was. So the most stressful situation is when Hyde comes out and Dr. Jekyll goes and takes a coffee break. Let's gotcha. put it that way. Stressful Michael, wardrobe malfunction, or broken tooth? So I've actually had all of, well, first of all, I am always my own worst enemy. I've had all of these things happen to me. I broke my tooth, not at Disney, but in another situation where like, I couldn't just like run off and, you know, um, fix it real quick. Um, and my flip-flops frequently break. And then you're doing that shuffle thing where you're trying to squeeze your toes together to hold the little... And yeah, so that's super annoying too. Um, like I've tried duct tape and things like that on the bottom and yeah. Um, but I definitely, I'm my own enemy. I mean, that's 100% like I, yeah, I'm creating anxiety and scenarios in my head constantly and making a bigger deal out of things. And, mm-hmm. and um, that's, yeah. Stressful Michael. You don't even even know it when it's happening. Like you can't control it. It's like, and you know that it's happening and you're just like, I don't care. I'm done. I'm over the edge. And then later you're like, later you're like, oh. (laughs) I mean, ultimately all the external things you cannot control, but you can control your own actions. Mm. And that's why I picked that because I, yeah. That's the hardest. I agree with that one. Last one, Stace. Make it good. All right. My last one is I'm driving to Florida from Chicago and my car breaks down. So this is super stressful because number one, you don't know what's exactly going to happen. If you're on the side of the road, you have to get a tow truck or somebody to get you someplace where you can get something fixed. Then once you get there, you don't know if they're going to be able to fix it or not. Um, Do you need to rent a car then? Maybe. What if you're in a place where they don't really have a car rental? Then you have to wait for AAA to get you what, you know, the things that you need. It could be a quick fix that could take a couple hours, or it could be something that can knock you out for an entire day where you're waiting at a hotel overnight or something like that. You're losing part of your trip to get there. So for all the drivers who are driving cross country to get someplace um, you've been looking forward to for a year at a trip and, uh, a car problem takes you out. Mm. You know what I hear? You could call triple ape. They can always get it to turn over. Okay. Anyway, jungle cruise. Never mind. Thank you, Chris. Um, my last one. That was is- funny, Michael. <laughs> There's a I, got it. Michael I got it. I got it. We're good. All right. My last one. No big deal. Again, it's it's not a big deal at all. So I'm just going to throw mine out. It's hey, you keep on winning, Michael. So don't keep on no, no, saying no. no big no, deal. This is no, no big this deal. one, this one right here. I'm I'm giving her an out. This way, she only has a 50-50 shot here <laughs> because it's not that big a deal. But you're in a queue, you're in a line, and you've waited for a while, and your child has to go to the bathroom. So you have to do that debate with your spouse of which one did the last thing and who owes who and yeah, that situation <laughs> to take the child to the restroom because you've got to like Stacy had with her intestinal issues, you've got to tick people off going back out and coming back in and all that stuff. So that's mine. Don't underestimate that one. That is no, a stressful experience. It is a stressful yeah. experience, but it, it's not losing your child and it's definitely not dropping your phone. But it's still stressful. <laughs> in the Very lagoon. True. Very true. It's actually right. more realistic stress because it probably will happen more frequent. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. So here's my last stressful scenario. So you're on vacation and what are you on vacation for? You want to get away from real life, right? So you're just trying to enjoy yourself and work calls on vacation. So work's like, Hey, Christy, I've got this issue. You've got to fix this issue because we can't proceed. And so you got a choice. Do I want to go and take time out of my day, which could be half an hour. It could be significantly longer and solve the issue. Or do you want to hang up knowing that when you get back from vacation, you have to deal with it. But for the entirety of your vacation, you know what's waiting for you when you get back. So when work calls you on vacation and you've got no choice but to answer that phone call and you waited for this trip for a year. What's with the phone? Like he's actually like hanging up the phone. Like hey, if you don't, he's Michael, talking on. He's this like is the international up. symbol of phone usage. I'm just going to tell you right now. Up. Very good. Right. So you're up. It is either car breakdown, it is potty break, or work. <laughs> car breakdown, man. That's I. I don't drive from here, but I used to drive a lot from Louisiana, and stressing out about like that it was a big thing and having like yeah what do you do like do you have like do we always have money allocated toward maybe needing to rent a car for a week that like so that alone like that thought alone is like ah like you know um and then how do you get your car back like just all of those things were stressing me out thinking about it so yeah logistically yes when you're in a car Mm -hmm. It's vulnerable. You're like, oh, I know I got AAA, but oh, please let nothing happen to me on this vacation. So and, yeah, and we never have extra money. We went all the way to Canada, all the way to Canada, and all through there and back. And I, t- if something would have happened, I don't know, we would have been washing dishes somewhere because there wasn't like this spare fund that we could have tapped into anywhere. Gotcha. So, oh no, I've been yeah. in Europe with like no extra money. If something would have happened, I would have. Just- I don't know what what you know, like I guess it would have worked out. No, thankfully there's never been a situation, but yeah, like, wow. I just don't plan for. I don't think. Let me list all the horrible things that might happen on vacation, and also um, list the amount of money each thing will cost, and save that just in case all of those yeah. things happen. Yeah. <laughs> you only need one though. You only need it to happen one time for you to realize, oh my gosh, how vulnerable I really am. So. Oh yeah. Anyway, Stacy. Three, Michael, two, Chris, two. Stacy, you clearly bring the most stress to people. I will give you the award of causing the most stress. <laughs> My husband says the same thing. This is, it must what? be true. It must be true. Very good. <laughs> Anyways, um, Christy, so you're a travel agent. Has anybody ever reported any of these things back to you? When they're on a trip, like, what do I do now? My phone is gone. I'm using my husband's phone. Do you hear of these stories? Or is this just stuff that, like, like we could only make up in our minds? Once again, I should knock on wood because I haven't had anything horrible, like, that would cause, like, a whole day. Um, <laughs> you know, like, we lost our whole day to this or whatever. Um, knock on wood. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't. I'm sure just eventually something will just because yeah. that's the nature of life i guess um but i no but I, not from other people from me personally yeah i've had you name it on a disney trip i've had it pretty much all of it happen i don't think i've i shouldn't even i'm not even gonna say what hasn't happened because then it's gonna happen so. it will happen don't don't we're say gonna, don't <laughs> we're not it. gonna go there don't say those words very good okay so i think we've decided here stacy's Stress stressometer is always at the highest level of the group, so you get the gold medal there, Stacy. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right, I think that's just about it then for today, Christy. If someone wanted to ask you a question or or whatever, or even talk to you about your experience as you know a driver for Kilimanjaro Safaris, how could they get a hold of you? Um, you can find me on Facebook and message me, uh, Instagram. Um, I have a website um, that I haven't posted anything in forever on, but it's there. <laughs> um, yeah, any of those places. Okay. Let me spell it for people because I made the mistake too. So B-U-L-O-T. When you said bullet, it makes, you know, I'm thinking B-U-L-L, but B-U-L-O-T yeah. points. B-U-L-O-T points. Yeah. Gotcha. Christy's also a member of uh, a great, fun 
group that we have. And we just, the conversation you heard today, we pretty much have the same conversation every day, but in post form. So it's called EDCOT, E-D-C-O-T. We encourage you to join us. So for my co-hosts, Michael and Stacy, and for our good friend, Christy, we'd like to thank you. And we want to wish you a great day. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Did a cat fall down during the recording, Stacey? Yeah. Or? It's like I, I, trying to get down off the back over here. And then it's, we have a folding chair there and he like missed it and then like fell right onto the ground. I shouldn't laugh. I'm terrible. You know, I heard a giant boom and you looked down like, what, and what he's happened like the there? One too. I don't know. He was also the one that was messing around next. I was like, what the heck? You're the nice one. Oh my That's gosh. Figment. Hello. Welcome to the Dub Dub Review. I'm your host, Chris Malik, and I'm joined by Michael Black. Stacy Nyman and our guest judge host returning again, Christy Bouillon. Oh, Christy, I, I made a mistake and I wrote it down. Already, I wrote it down. Already. It doesn't I, matter. <laughs> Christy Bouillon, correct? B- Bulo. No, <laughs> no I had to think. <laughs> We're going to do this one over. <laughs> like Bueller, but with an O at the end. Bulo. I, I wrote it down. All right, hang on. I'm, I'm second guessing my own pronunciation. Chris, I was gonna say, Chris, writing it down doesn't really help. I try to write it phonetically too. It didn't work. Oh. It didn't work. <laughs> you below, right? You low. Yeah. All right. Why am I having such a hard time with this? English is my second language. Here we go.